0: Welcome to Lose Yourself with Dr. Mike Cunningham, Bible teacher in Vineyard, Utah. When we lose ourselves in worldly distractions, we lose our value, our purpose, and our passion in exchange for temporal experiences. But Jesus says that whoever would lose their life for his sake will find it. Let's learn what it means to lose yourself with Dr. Mike. Welcome to Lose Yourself. My name is Pastor Mike Cunningham, and I'm so glad you could join us for today's program. Well, it's a new year in a new book, and that book is the book of Jonah. I chose this book because in these times where it seems that everyone is at odds and a little bit on the defensive, we need a reminder that God calls us to the difficult places, the difficult people, because indeed we are also difficult people in terms of we were all in the same need of God's salvation as anyone else. And so what I love about the book of Jonah is on the one hand, while it does uncover our bias and our frailties as human beings, it points to God's character and his mercy and his sovereignty and his strength and his ability to overcome our sin and with obedience, take the gospel to the nations. Last week's episode We did an introduction. It is my conviction that the book of Jonah is indeed a historical narrative, not simply allegory or a parable. It is pointed to and included in a New Testament canon, and I believe that there are elements here that point to a literal situation where Jonah looks like just any of us. But last week, we talked about his rebellion against a directive from God to go to Nineveh and to preach. Uh, We talked about how, due to the cultural circumstances of his era, he would not want to do that. Uh, Whereas many of the other prophets preached about the Gentiles, he was called to preach to the Gentiles. And through that calling, it exposed parts of Jonah's attitude and heart that are not flattering, but yet not exclusive to him. So God calls him, and he rebels last week. He gets on a boat headed for Tarshish, which is the opposite direction of Nineveh. And today we're picking up to talk about God's sovereignty through this whole process. You see, friend, the book of Jonah is not a story about a big fish. A big fish does make an appearance in this particular book, but it is not the sole point of the book. And that miracle happens amid a bunch of other miracles where Jonah is now heading towards Tarshish on a boat and obviously poor weather intervenes and famously as seen in any VBS or children's production or uh, sermon series, he is eventually thrown overboard when discovered that he is the problem and he is absolutely swallowed by a fish. This process ends up being very interesting because through this process, we find out that Jonah has a foundation. He has a faith foundation that seems to be pretty deep because there's an old saying that when you squeeze something under pressure, you find out what's on the inside. For example, if you squeeze a lemon, you get lemon juice. But in this case, under these pressures, In the second chapter of Jonah, you see this amazing prayer that he prays, that when Jonah is squeezed, we find out that there is a deep and abiding faith and a foundation in him. Because when you see the prayer, the depth, it is amazing to see how much reference to the Old Testament, how well-versed in Scripture he is, that this man who's having this Open defiance and rebellion is not some kind of new believer or someone who is a cultural believer. This is somebody who knows his stuff, has been grounded, has the tools, yet has the difficult attitude, has the cultural issues that makes him not want to share his faith, has issues with God wanting to show generosity, and grace on other people. Today's message, we're going to talk about God's sovereignty throughout this process, how that affects Jonah, and how that should be uh, present in our lives as well. So again, chapter 2 involves this beautiful prayer, and again, you can read it, but it has it is rife with Old Testament references, and you see him move from defiance that he's had throughout the rest of this book into more of a contrite spirit. Let's open our Bibles to Jonah chapter 2, starting in verse 1. Jonah prayed to the Lord, his God, from the belly of the fish. I called to the Lord in my distress, and he answered me. I cried out for help from deep inside Sheol. You heard my voice. You threw me into the depths, into the heart of the seas, and the current overcame me. All your breakers and your billows swept over me. But I said, I have been banished from your sight, yet I will look once more toward your holy temple. The water engulfed me up to the neck. The watery depths overcame me. Seaweed was wrapped around my head. I sank to the foundations of the mountains." The earth's gates shut behind me forever. Then you raised my life from the pit, Lord my God. As my life was fading away, I remembered the Lord. And my prayer came to you, to your holy temple. Those who cherish worthless idols abandon their faithful love. But as for me, I will sacrifice to you with a voice of thanksgiving. I will fulfill what I have vowed. Salvation belongs to the Lord. This is a powerful passage. Let's take a quick look as we break it apart. Chapter 2 contains Jonah's prayer to God. His prayer divides into four sections. An introduction, lamenting banishment from God's presence. His descent into Sheol. And submission and renewal of calling. This passage is a rich text with inner biblical allusions. Jonah's prayer draws upon significant amount of Old Testament source material. Verse 3 states, I called to the Lord in my distress. This refers to 1 Samuel 36, Psalm 18, 4-6, 34-7. In verse 3, your breakers and your billows swept over me, is reminiscent of Psalm 42-7. Verse 4 speaks of a return to God's temple after a time of banishment, hearkening to Leviticus 21.7, Psalm 31.22-23, and Jeremiah 17.15. In verse 5, watery images draw from Psalms and 2 18.4-5, and 103.18. Sinking images in verse 6 draw from Psalm 116.3 and Job 38.10. Verse 7 showed how God answered prayers in times of need. Psalm 11.4 and 65.4 As Jonah begins to submit to God's sovereignty, he commits to sacrificing with thanksgiving. Drawing from Psalm 50.14, Jeremiah 33.11 and Hosea 14.2, he ends this chapter by agreeing to fulfill what he vowed. Job 22.27 and acknowledging that salvation belongs to the Lord Psalm thirty eight, Isaiah twelve two and forty five seventeen. Including this amount of scripture is a little bit overwhelming. I wanted to make sure listeners knew this is a man with a serious command of the Old Testament. Chapter two demonstrates how something as odd as imprisonment in the belly of a fish can be used to change Jonah's heart. God guides Jonah through the progression from despair to submission, and the scriptural passage during the prayer connects Jonah's spiritual journey to the unfolding biblical narrative. God's sovereignty is also evident in Jonah's successful mission to Nineveh, where a reluctant prophet's obedience leads to unprecedented results. God's sovereignty is a significant theme in Jonah. God intervenes amid every one of Jonah's acts of defiance and disobedience. As Jonah fled his prophetic commission, God interrupts each attempt with dangerous weather, pagan strangers, great fish, even plant life and insects. At every turn, Jonah is resistant, but God is good and gracious. His sovereign work will commence with or without Jonah's participation. God's inclusion of him is an act of grace as opposed to a necessity. Friends, today looking at chapter two, the most important thing I want us to take a look at is, first of all, again, the biblical grounding that Jonah had. How any one of us, I don't care if you were raised in church, you've got the Bible memorized backwards and forwards, that you've maybe been a Sunday school teacher or a Bible study leader for a long, long period of time, maybe you're even In the clergy, that does not make you immune from the same spiritual condition that Jonah represents in this time. This is a man with a solid foundation. This is a man with the right lineage and upbringing. This is somebody who, on paper, makes all the sense in the world to be a leader in our church, in our community, and yet he is the one who's having very serious issues with God. Friend, I don't want that to be you or me today. One of the key points of Jonah, in addition to the fact that we need to rest on God's sovereignty to align our wills with his will, is our obedience and our attitude is at the heart of the matter. If our attitude is not right, if our heart is not right, our knowledge of Scripture and our personal traits... Are powerless. But you can see through this passage, this beautiful passage, how our foundation in Scripture can lead us back when our heart goes astray. This is one of the reasons why it's important to ground our students in Scripture to, and to have our spiritual disciplines. It's through those Old Testament passages, it's through his foundations that he is brought back into submission and into fellowship with God. The prayer he prays is absolutely stunningly beautiful. It is a demonstration of someone's heart turning. And friend, today, is your heart need to be turning? Are we in a position today of openness to what God is doing, of compassion and and hope for this world, an attitude that wherever God sends us will go because we are satisfied and confident? In his ways and his plans and his sovereignty, or is our heart far from him, and there might be anger, there might be confusion, there might be hurt, and that's okay. But I really want to make sure that I drive this home when I talk about this prayer, maybe where you need to start a scripture. If the scriptures that were placed in the heart of Jonah through this chapter 2 prayer can lead him back into a posture of confession and a contrite heart that leads to forgiveness and restoration. Perhaps today, friend, you can seek those scriptures and you can open that Bible maybe for the first time in a long time, maybe for the very first time ever, and start on your spiritual journey either to God or back into fellowship with him where he can restore you get you back into biblical fellowship, and use you mightily this week. Friend, I'm so glad you're joining me for this study, because if Jonah can be restored, any of us can be restored. Just the same way that if Jonah can stumble, any of us can stumble. It's through this powerful book we first see how God can restore our lives and bring out the best in us to where we are obedient to His callings and then also see the miraculous things he can do when we're obedient. Friend, thank you for joining me today, and we'll see you on the next episode of Lose Yourself as we continue in our study of the book of Job. This has been Lose Yourself. Lose Yourself is a teaching ministry of Bible teacher Dr. Mike Cunningham. For more information about Mike and his ministry, check out his blog at loseyourself.life. Until next time, make it your ambition to lose yourself to Christ, Lose Yourself is a production of Key Radio.